millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chubba Pete Cornell, your champ at champion, and I'm joined by my intangible co-host, as always, your Quizlemania champion, Tempest, the wrestler. I don't have my crown, Pete. I'm <laughs> sad. I feel naked. My head right. looks far too round. It's usually a lot, a lot mm-hmm. taller. Yeah, it's fine. All the audio listeners won't know. You could have yeah, got away with it. Yeah. yeah, but until when? Until the podcast starts and then the people well, are watching on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. If you haven't been watching on YouTube, go subscribe to the Wrestle Talk podcast channel. Tell you what as well, there's some very exciting things coming. Uh, th- this coming month, it's going to be a very exciting time. Uh, oh, yeah. Because n- not only have we hit 50,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, which means we're going to be doing a big old live stream of watching all the Attitude Era WrestleManias back-to-back, which is going to be a really long, fun stream to do. That's going to be a, a, a big old time. But also, we're hopefully, fingers crossed, as long as nothing major changes in the next few weeks, we're all going to be going back to the office, which means we're going to be doing live reactions and things together, in person. Oh, well, In quotes. Yes. All going back to the office. All the all the Brits, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. In time, Tempest. In time, maybe you can join us. That would be nice. Um, how you doing, man? How you doing today? I'm sore. I'm quite sore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a rough rough week. I don't know if I've mentioned on a podcast or on the air anywhere, but I've gone back to the wrestling gym to continue mm-hmm. training. To be a pro wrestler, the other pro half wrestler. of my name. Um, yeah. That stuff hurts, mm. you know. Can imagine. And it's yeah. like, it's like, uh, it's like playing guitar, and you just have to get your calluses back, like on your mm-hmm. fingers and stuff. It's that yeah. same kind of thing where it's like, I know it's gonna hurt for like two weeks and then be fine because it's not like, it's not the bumps or the rolls or anything like that. That's that's tough. It's just running the ropes. 
my butt hurts, Pete. Hitting the ropes yeah. is just like doing it for the first few weeks, and you just like every time you do it, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I'm, I'm all right. These are some great sound effects, by the way. I hope we can take take them out, use them for uh, some kind of you soundboard know, or something. No, I'll 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 say this. I, I think I said this on a fan Quizlemania, so like fifty people have already heard this. Yeah. Um. And Adam thought this was funny, so I feel confident sharing it again. Okay. <laughs> there is a unbelievable comparison between two sound effects that have nothing to do with each other that I've noticed mm-hmm. over the years. Okay. There is, you know, um, in Star Wars The Force Awakens, right, when Finn has the lightsaber and he's Mm -hmm. fighting off the stormtroopers, and this is like when Rey's getting captured by Kylo Ren and everything, Finn, like, kills a stormtrooper, and then the stormtrooper with, like, the spinny electric weapon thingy, the main stormtrooper in that scene, he goes, traitor! Yeah. He says traitor and all that. And I was like, that sounds very familiar. Where have I heard that before? And I've lined it up and him going, traitor sounds exactly like a womp in Mario 64 going. <laughs> it's like the exact same pitch and tone. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh man that's amazing i now need to well i'm telling you it's exactly the same i mean this championship wasn't in the way i could type faster but i need to go find that <laughs> clip right now uh star wars the force awakens what do i even call that guy storm trooper it should can... it should come up fairly traitor easy. scene 47 yeah. seconds long that sounds about right Raider. Let's let's share this. Uh, This one. Will we be able to share with audio? Uh, Oh, it's a good question. Let me see if I can do that. Hold on. Share audio. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful, scaring. Shut up. Let's go. Raider! Raider! Hold on, one more time. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Alright, let's see if I can find this. Super Mario 64. Super Mario 64. Womp. I think it's the womp. No, it's a thwomp then. Because it's not that thing. It's the other one. Yeah, it's the... It's the blue one. Womp. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, see, there's the sound uh, effect. Thump sound, two seconds yeah. off. <laughs> it's the same thing! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that big blue block. It's so mad that it finds Mario a traitor. It's, it, yeah, exactly. I think someone needs to set, make a meme and send us in of, of them, <laughs> like, crossing them together. And being like either a, a thwomp coming down and going traitor, or the tra- the stormtrooper <laughs> from Star Wars going <clears throat> one of the two would be amazing. Um, right uh, now, I'm getting distracted because I'm getting tagged on so many different things. Uh, we've got some emails, Tempest, to go through mm-hmm. in the uh, in the outro portion of this show. Uh, 
which I'm very excited for. I'm really glad we've got some emails. Thank you, everyone that's been sending in emails. You're the best. Um, yeah, I'll talk about them in the outro. For now, let's talk about Smash This. Episode's gonna be it's gonna be a tired one. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, let, let's let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, because we had Sasha Banks returned on this show. She came back as a face, and then she turned heel. And I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, let's talk about it. So let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, which started off with, uh, not started off, the thing we're going to be talking about first is uh, Sasha Banks' return, uh, which happened during a segment where they were celebrating Bianca Belair reaching 100 days as champion. Uh, and even though she technically hit 100 days last week, uh, we're just going to do it now anyway. Um, so yeah, she came out and said, hey, it's been it's been a great time. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying being champion. Probably cut the same promo that she's cut since WrestleMania. I wasn't really paying attention, I'll be honest. Uh, and then she gets interrupted by Carmella, who's now lost twice. Clean. And then Carmella says, you should give me another shot because I deserve it. And I said, no, you don't. You, you lost twice. But that's fine. Because then they get interrupted by Zelina Vega. And Zelina Vega comes out and says, hey, Carmella, do you want to be a three-time loser? And I'm like, hey, Zelina, how many matches have you won since you've come back to WWE? Big ol' zero. That's, that's a big nothing right there. And then she was like, I'm a rising star. I'm like, I, no, you're you're the opposite of that. Because actually, I don't know if you know this, but wins and losses actually matter, um, well, you know, if you're not WWE. So um, that statement holds absolutely no weight whatsoever uh and then for some reason bianca's like yeah zelina let's go and then uh they start beating up uh both carmella and zelina vega start beating up bianca belair sasha banks makes her grand return to make the save beats up carmella and vega and then she kind of grabs bianca a little bit aggressively but takes her into a big hug and bianca's like um okay i guess cool sasha's back and i guess you know and I quite like the fact that they didn't have to explain why Sasha was being nice. It's like they had that moment at WrestleMania. Everyone kind of saw Sasha's reaction to it. They saw like the emotion in the match. They saw like it went viral where, you know, Sasha was uh, smiling after the match had happened. She was recovering on the outside and you could see her smiling at Bianca's celebration and stuff. Like I think it was a good, it was a good idea. They didn't have to be like, we're friends now because I think that the WrestleMania match was dead, and it, they actually allowed the fans to put two and two together which was nice. It's unusual for WWE, which was good. I thought this was a sort of little return, but it just set up the actual match later where they had a, a tag team, main event tag team match of the four of them. Um, match was fine. Match was good. Quite enjoyed it. Uh, Sasha Banks taps out Carmella. They're celebrating at the end. And shock horror, Sasha turns on Bianca Belair, hits a backstabber, gets in, hits a tornado DDT, does a little bank statement, and Lisa Lynn in the end. I thought this was really effective to have her turn, uh, sorry, to have her return, act as a babyface, and on the same night, turn her heel again and set up that WrestleMania rematch for SummerSlam. thought this was really good stuff. It's boss time. It's boss time. Sure is. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> liked the the segment and the, the match. And the post-match, I was weary while it was happening because I just, I don't trust WWE. And I was mm-hmm. 
fully expecting them to go another three weeks of can they coexist (laughs) before SummerSlam. And I was so, so, so thankful that Sasha turned at the end of the show and not in three weeks at the end of a show. Mm -hmm. I thought this was lovely. This SmackDown women's division has been struggling since WrestleMania. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just a breath of fresh air having Sasha Banks back on the show. Like, she is, she's at the same level or higher as Bailey was, but we just kind of got tired of the Bailey feud. But mm-hmm. no one else on this show, other than like Bianca, of course, is at the same level as these people. So, yeah. having another star back that's the same level as Bianca or as Bailey is just. Oh, it's just a wave of relief coming over that we don't have to watch like another Carmella match or have, you know, this loser Zelina Vega who hasn't won a match since coming back to WWE, have her be in championship matches or whatever. We don't have to worry about that for SummerSlam. We've got Sasha Banks. It's very good. The match is going to be good again. I'm very excited. Awesome stuff. And I really hope as well. Maybe not a SummerSlam, because I think you don't want to make the card too long. Just put the big matches on SummerSlam. They won't, because they're going to try and make it like WrestleMania, all the big stuff. I'm hoping that Tony Storm has like an undercard match, maybe a pre-show match, or maybe not a SummerSlam, and they start to build Tony Storm up. So whoever wins at SummerSlam, you can have Tony Storm as a legit challenger now that she's debuted on SmackDown. I think that would make a lot of sense. Also, yeah. just want to bring up Sonny Nev here saying next week, Bianca, I was bullied, and I don't like Sasha because she's a bully. I swear to God. If they do that probably yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah. Um, but hey ho. I like the um, storm idea though. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I that's like... fun. That's the new challenger. Yeah, exactly. It's and something we'll, fresh. We'll, something we'll different. See it six times. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And th- and that'll set them <laughs> off till the end of the year. They'll be set with Tony Storm. I God, I hope not. Um but yeah, I, I, I hope that one, I think this is going to be a great match. We we yeah. know these two have chemistry together. We saw that their WrestleMania match was probably my favorite match from WrestleMania this year. Full stop. Close between that and the triple threat, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely my favorite uh, match in night one. Um, and it, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. Obviously, it was momentous because it was uh, Bianca's Royal Rumble win and it was the main event of WrestleMania and stuff like that. But regardless, it was just a very fun match. It was booked to perfection. These two have chemistry. I'm really looking forward to their SummerSlam rematch. If I'm assuming that's the direction they're going. Swear to God, if they don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was all just very good stuff. Uh, I thought Bianca's selling of her like betrayal and like being in the bank statement and her like hopelessness in the bank statement i thought was really good put over the bank statement as like she locks that in she's gonna win kind of thing it was um yeah it was all very very good i really don't have many complaints about this at all no like all of the complaints i would have had about it would have happened if they didn't do the turn at the end yes you know yeah but they did so mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a happy camper with this i wasn't yeah. i'll tell you right now i wasn't a big fan of the rest of this show but the whole Sasha Banks stuff, not a, not a problem with it at all. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into some of your ultra chats here. Make sure to get those in at russeltalk.com forward slash support. And we'll read all the ones that are five bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, Charles Berg says, uh, Sasha Tone was so shocking. I totally didn't expect them to do that. I haven't been this surprised since I learned water was wet or the sky is blue. Jokes aside, Sasha should never be a face. Her laugh is headache inducing and her aura is that of a villain. Um, I don't know about Sasha never being a face. I think she's a likable person. I think that she, she can get over with fans. We've seen her be a, a successful baby face before, but she is much better as a heel. I will agree with that hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, and, I, I and I think we all saw the turn coming, just maybe not on this show. I don't think we expected them to bring her back as a face to then turn heel. I think if the, if she came back as a heel, that's different. But I think they did a really nice swerve of being like, oh, WWE going to do the WWE thing of bringing her back as a face. But no, they just brought back as a face to turn a heel on the same show, which was a nice change. Yeah. See, 
Because I, I would often compare something like this to when Seth Rollins came back in 2016 and everyone wanted to cheer him and everything. The difference between the two here is there is a likable baby face in the program that you can cheer. People still want to cheer mm. for Bianca Belair. Yeah. So you can boo Sasha Banks if she turns heel. That all works. Whereas in the first one, you've got, yeah, Seth Rollins is back. Oh, we have we have to cheer Roman. I don't really want to do that. Mm -hmm. So it didn't work. But this this works much better because Sasha and Bianca can both be great. They could both probably be heels, but I'm much happier cheering for Bianca Belair right now than I would be booing her. Yeah. Uh, Adam Blomplate says, uh, it was really good to see Sasha Bank. You could tell she was so happy to be back in front of fans, but that AR lip really is the lame-est, cheap-est, dumb-est, and most WWE-est thing of all time. Credit must uh, go to Jonathan Hedman for that one. Uh, yeah, I hate it. It's probably it might be my least favorite AR thing they've done in a while. Matt Riddle's bird still take the top spot for me, but like, yeah. it's pretty bad. It's honestly awful. I don't mind. You know, genuinely, the one where they've got the rotating text and it says uh, toughest, fastest, best kind of thing of of Bianca stuff that looks fine. It's the initial thing when her theme hits and you get the hair coming out of the lips and it does the whip. The, oh, oh, it's not good. It's not good they at all. I think it's so cool. And They're it's so gonna proud date, of this. It's going to date so horribly. Give it, oh give it five, yeah. ten years and we're going to look back and be like, what were they thinking? Like... like you ever go back and watch a pay-per-view from like 2012 and they're like, oh, let's look at Tout. Yeah, yes. They were so proud of Tout. Mm. Or like those early like 2012, 2011 pay-per-views where we're like, we're trending worldwide. Look yeah. at Twitter. They yeah. had no idea that Twitter was a thing until they mm -hmm. figured it out. And they're like, oh, my God, look at this AR. Oh, my God. The Roman Reigns thing, it, it goes ooh-ah. It goes ooh-ah now. They're so proud of it. Oh, my God. I've seen it's one bad. of them that I like. It Literally, it was just Kofi Kingston's entrance at uh, Money in the Bank, where it was yeah. like a little New Day yeah. uh, side-scroller. That Incredible was cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Every other Very one, cool. bin it. Yeah. Basil Banks says, uh, Sasha returned at Royal Rumble 2016, did the BFF thing with Flair, and then attacked her. Then in 2019, told Natty her father would be proud, and then attacked her. Never trust Sasha when she returns. Her star power just oozes. I agree. She is a big star. Absolutely. Yeah, she turns on people. It's not yeah. very nice. That's what she do. Let's get into uh, the rest of this. Uh, the rest of this episode of SmackDown, uh, which started off with a recap from last week with the whole John Cena Roman Reigns Finn Balor thing. John's, uh, which also included the missionary line, by the way, uh, which got edited out of the YouTube version. They included it in the recap package here. Don't know why, but sure. Um, and then uh, John Cena comes out and makes fun of the missionary line cool uh and then says roman sucks more uh balor's gonna sign a contract tonight for his match at SummerSlam, and i was like wait SummerSlam? okay what so i was like okay definitely gonna be some shenanigans there because balor's not having a match at SummerSlam against reigns i would bet good money good louis dangle money that that match wasn't gonna happen <laughs> um and he was saying that 
Roman Reigns has to change every two years. I, I don't know if I'm a fan of these of the content of these Cena promos, of him just being I'm like, Roman, Roman's terrible. Doesn't Roman suck? None of you guys ever like him. He's just a bad wrestler. Uh, and it's not blur- blurring the lines of like, oh, he's a bad champion or he doesn't deserve this high or anything like that. He's just like, he just doesn't get over with the fans. It's really like peeling back the fourth wall a little bit too much for me. And him just being like, he just doesn't get over, which is why I'm back. I'm really over. He's not, and he should be over, and he has to change his gimmick all the time. It's like, wait, what are you, what? It's kind of, yeah. it's peeling a little bit back too much for me. It's, it's, it, mm, take two. It's, I, my mm. mind is just like discombobulated from this. Like, you can cut a promo like this in 2017. And he yeah. did. He was like, you suck, and the, and the reason I'm still around is because they tried to pass the torch to you, and you dropped it, and blah, blah, blah. That was effective and fine, because it was true. But Roman Reigns has been a very, like, interesting and complex character over the last year that's been really over. It's been the most, like, not popular in the sense of, yay, Roman, but popular in the sense that he's the most interesting character and gets the loudest reactions on these shows but it's like he's just a, a guy named joe like all right yeah we're still doing this undertakers like alan jones all right mike uh, mark calloway all this stuff like i i don't like that kind of promo and this is still just like bleh you know yeah i'm not we we he does very good delivery and his promo last week was like very energetic and everything, but I don't like the content of John Cena's promos. Yeah, this one especially is not not very good. Um, really didn't like this one honestly. Um, this segment almost gets saved, but doesn't quite. I think by Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin comes out and uh, looks terrible. I love him so much. Uh, <laughs> his hair looks awful. His shirt looks terrible. Always has the stain on it. It's amazing. Uh, his sad face is so believable. He just looks like a guy who's just down on his luck the whole time. It's the best. Um, he comes out and he's saying because he got shot in the dick by the tank last week, he can't perform anymore. And the wife and kids have gone. And I just started laughing like that's one. That's good continuity to have like consequences for that and not just have be a throwaway thing. And also that's just like, Oh my God, Baron, I just want to give you a hug, my dude. <laughs> um, but then uh, Cena was a bit of a dick is, is a little bit of a, a dickhead. I mean, and so was Minneapolis to be fair. Cause he was like, Hey, should I help this man? That's clearly in need. And he would come out and he's done nothing wrong to Cena, by the way, he came out and he was like, dude, I know we don't get along, but I know you can help me out. You're a Hollywood megastar now. Like, if you've got anything, please help me out. At this point, at this point, Baron Corbin had done nothing wrong. And Cena's like, should I help this man? And the crowd was like, no, <laughs> F that guy. F that poor man who needs your help. But what? Okay, sure. Um, and then Cena gives him a little bit of money that he has on him. And Corbin's like, wait, you're a Hollywood megastar. You can clearly give me more than this. You're a selfish seller. And I was like, there's the heel part of the the character. Okay. Uh, And then Cena gives him an AA. So, I mean, this was fine. This was all good stuff. I was just surprised by it because I thought that last week was the beginning of the babyface turn with the whole Kevin Owens stuff. Kevin coming back to Corbin's aid after he got attacked by Rude Ziggler. 
Uh, I don't know. It just it felt like to me they were kind of undoing the work they did last week. I don't really know what they're doing with Corbin at this point. Like, it's fun. I'm enjoying it while it lasts, but I really don't know where this is going at all. Felt the same way. Felt the exact same way. Like, I felt like last week was a lot of progress, and then this was mm. more of what we were doing before that. And it's like, yeah, it's still entertaining. Yeah. He's doing a very good job with his role, but it didn't feel necessarily like we progressed the story as mm. much. It was yeah. just like, yeah, all right, it was another promo. This, I will say, a lot of the things on this show felt really long. And this opening segment was one of them. Like, yeah, this just went and went. This was like 20 minutes. And when I say that I don't need a 20-minute opening promo on WWE programming... This is what I'm talking about. You could have done all this in half the time, and it would just not be as much John Cena bickering about Roman Reigns' character that he doesn't have, but actually has. When was the last time yeah. your character changed, John? When you stopped rapping? That that, that was his thing. He was saying, yeah, he was saying that, like, oh, yeah, Roman Reigns has to change every two years. I was like, but he literally did. That was the point. Everyone hated him because he didn't change character. That was the point, John was that he was always main event Roman Reigns and he was main eventing WrestleMania five years in a row or whatever, and everyone hated it. That was, he did. John, have you been watching the product? Like Probably not. Yeah, probably Give me not. that clip of Brock Lesnar going, I don't watch the show, Paul. Why would I watch the show? <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, we then got a recap. Let's keep counting here. That's two mm. of the Usos and Mysterious from last week. Uh, then Ray and Dom did a little promo backstage where Ray was like, hey, yeah, you you keep one eye on Jay and you keep one eye on me. All right. And then we had Jimmy Uso versus Ray Mysterio. Every combination, Pete. We got yeah. so many more combinations to do it's before true. we're done here. It's true. It's true. Uh, biggest news, of course, is that Murphy is obviously returning to WWE because they showed a little recap of Ray and Dom versus Rollins and Murphy, and they said the name Murphy on it. So obviously, Murphy back to WWE confirmed. Obviously, no hint of sarcasm in that at all. Um, and this was this was a fine little match. It was basically just a reverse of what had happened before, where Dominic uh, assisted Ray with the roll up on Jimmy. And got the win, which is Cheating what the Usos. Face. Yeah, I I didn't have I didn't... as big of a problem with it. Yeah, but I didn't hate this. So when there was a lot of not babyface behavior on this show, and looking at it from afar, there's there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. This was just like another thing where in a vacuum, I'm just like, oh yeah, turnabout's fair play. They did this mm -hmm. to them twice. Whatever, that's that's fine. But in the grand scheme of things, when everyone, every baby face on this show was not acting valiantly, there's another one. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, I was it you that was live tweeting off the WrestleTalk account yesterday no, during the show? It was, not. It oh, was right. not. I think it was Nate, maybe. Oh, somewhere. Right. I don't know. Well, uh, someone tweeted uh, off the off the WrestleTalk account saying, uh, the baby faces so far on this show have... Uh, rolled up and cheated behind the referee's back, stolen someone else's, another baby face's uh, title opportunity and won via uh, distraction and stuff like that. Um, and someone then responded to that as being like, oh, well, this is uh, this is obviously Pete uh, tweeting off that. So I went like, if you think I watched the show live, you're insane. Uh, but also <laughs> one, of, one of the top responses to that tweet was, uh, look up Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. It's like, 
do I really need to break this apart? Like, not everyone can be Eddie Guerrero. He's an exception that proves the rule. You can't just have every babyface be Eddie Guerrero. That it it just doesn't work. That there's a reason why Eddie worked. It's because he was the exception that proved the rule. Everyone enjoyed watching him be bad, and he had the charisma to pull that off. Not everyone does. Like that was his character, and you can't just have everyone. John Cena's hustle, loyal loyalty, and respect. You can't just have him also be Eddie Guerrero on the side. Like, it yeah, just, it doesn't make. And sense. And I mean, yeah, without going into a whole song and dance about it, Eddie Guerrero didn't just cheat as a baby face. Mm. He would cheat with a wink to the camera. Yeah. It would be the here's the title fallback. Oh God, my headphones yeah. and the headset. Yeah. You know, he'd do that or whatever. The Latino heat, lie, cheat, and steal stuff where he would do it, but, like, pick his head up and look around and make sure the crowd knows what's going on and be yeah. like, well, referee's getting up. Play dead. Yeah. There's there's more to it than just he a and good it, guy who cheat. And it would be charming when he did it. It would yeah. be engaging. It would be funny. It would be, you know, not just, I'm going to put my feet on the ropes for this roll-up, you know? Yeah. Like, sure, it was part of it. But that's not the whole package, you know? Um, yeah. It's different. I just I just got an issue with people being like, well, you know, Eddie Guerrero did it, so all baby faces cheating is fine. Like, that's not how it works at all. Anyway, they cheated to win. It's fine. In uh in in a vacuum. See how see where it goes. Mm. Um and then uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed we had a recap of Bianca Belair versus Carmella. And I really enjoyed uh, Pat McAfee. Sorry. That's three recaps. That's three recaps so far. Really enjoyed Pat McAfee. I'm pretty sure he said, it's a shame the Rolling Loud crowd had no idea what they were witnessing, which is a really nice way to say, man, that Rolling crowd, that Rolling Loud crowd were quiet. <laughs> like... Man, our show is so not popular. They didn't know what they were watching with our women's <laughs> yeah. champion. Right, yeah um anyway then we got bianca coming out for that segment that we mentioned before um then we got another recap it's number four uh of reginald becoming the 24 7 champion it's going to be reginald versus a mystery opponent he does a backstage segment where he's not french anymore um he revealed in a ww.com exclusive after the show that he put on the french accent because Carmella told him to. Even while he was not with Carmella, and was with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Whatever. Never yeah, do sure. an accent in WWE. Never ever. Um, like, how many, this is at least four times I can think of that this has happened. Either you lose an accent or gain an accent. Reginald, Kofi, Kofi Lana, and Apollo. Apollo yep. hasn't lost his yet, but he found one. That's there's only probably in recent more. times as well. Like, yeah. There's there's going to be tons going back in history. Um, yeah. I also enjoyed during his promo in, in Gorilla Position, some random dude came through the curtains and was clearly not meant to. He just came in and went, oh, <laughs> and <then> walked off, <laughs> which I thought was great. Like Michael um, Hayes coming out of the elevator a few weeks ago. Exactly. Like, Whoop. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Dive out the uh, out the camera shot. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the, he says to call him Reggie now. And Reggie's getting a push. He's got a nice long entrance. He's got his little trampoline entrance now. He had a 24-7 title match against a mystery opponent who turned out to be Chad Gable. 
Reggie won by DQ because I was interrupted after two minutes. Eh. Look, a lot, I got a few tweets this morning. People, I can't wait to hear what Pete's going to think about Reginald being back on SmackDown. I don't hate Reginald. I really yeah. don't. He's a- athletically very impressive. I hated the fact he was the main focus of the women's division. And, you know, if he was a manager in the women's division, fine. But he was literally the focal point of everything that happened in the women's division, especially the women's tag title scene when he was with Nia and Shayna. Hated all of that stuff. Him being 24-7 champion is exactly the level he should be at. That's totally fine. This was all right. It's Chad Gable I feel really bad for here. Not Reggie. Yeah, I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, I don't care that he's on the show. Like mm. you said, it, the problem was that he was the focus of the Sasha Banks-Bianca Belair build to WrestleMania. Yeah. This historic, soon-to-be amazing match for the Women's Championship. It was, oh, it was such a big deal. No, we got Reginald doing whatever the hell he was doing. That was terrible. We didn't want that. Him being 24-7 champion is fine. I'd still prefer him to be 24-7 champion on Raw. But that's <laughs> yes. just because I don't want to see the 24-7 title at all. Yeah. Regardless of who is fighting for it. I don't want to see a stupid scheduled 24-7 title match on SmackDown. Because it's a waste of time. The title doesn't mean anything. And then you have to put Chad Gable in the match and Otis. And they double fake it out where he's like, oh, who have I got? Otis is going to challenge for it. And he comes to the ring. It's like, no, he's going to challenge for it. It's like, okay, just just, just waste of time. Just waste (laughs) of time. And then they wrestle for three minutes. And then Otis hits the ring for the DQ. Waste of time. It's all just a waste of time. Don't waste my time. Yeah. And why is there a DQ in a 24-7 title match? Just hit him and then pin him. You can pin him immediately yeah. afterwards. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, whatever. It's WWE, isn't it? Yeah. Right. When we'd gotten like an hour and 10 minutes through this show, and the only matches were Ray and Jimmy Uso, and then this, and I was like, this show has not been mm-hmm. great so far. Yeah. Then we got a contract signing for the Universal Championship. Oh, dear. So, one, one, I just wanted to point out that on Roman's entrance said he's been champion for 333 days. And that, to me, is kind of wild because it does not feel like it's been that long. Like, Roman still feels pretty fresh as champion. Like, it's, it's pretty nuts to me that it's been nearly a year. And I still feel like, yeah, he's still got legs in it. Because normally by this point, I'm like, dude, this person needs to drop the title. Like, this is a this is way too long for a reign. But this, this feels good. This feels right. Like, this mm-hmm. he's great as champion. I'm still really invested in it. This is nice and it's refreshing to see a, a long reign that I still care about. I still want it him goes, to be champion. It's nice. It goes to show how often the title's on the wrong guy or for too long. Because like everyone loved Drew McIntyre last year. But you get past SummerSlam, and that's when people start going, Drew with the title still? Mm Because he should have lost it to Randy Orton at SummerSlam. If he's going to win it back, you can win it back a little bit later. But that was the moment. Roman Reigns hasn't had the moment where he's not the guy yet. He's still the guy even a year later. And it doesn't feel like, oh, he's been champion for too long because he's the guy that should be the champion. Yeah. He's so great. 
He's so, mm-hmm. so, so great. And yeah. Yeah, just I feel the same way about like a lot of champions where it's just like if they're the guy, their run their runs don't get stale, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. think Kenny Omega is is running out of steam either. But top guys as champion doing their best job make it work. Yeah, exactly. Uh so this contract signing, Roman and Bala did a little back and forth. Roman says he's gonna smash Bala so hard of send him uh, back down to NXT. NXT online. exists. Oh, I've I've really enjoyed Pat McAfee here of uh, him just going like I'll smash you back down to NXT and then the crowd went ooh and it died <laughs> down a little bit and then you just hear Pat just go Tuesday nights eight PM just like really like <laughs> quiet on the commentary just very quietly just plugging oh, NXT. Yeah. Really enjoyed Pat McAfee. He's great. Pat McAfee. Um, great. said uh, it will be my honor to go back to NXT as the Universal Champion and goes to sign it. But before he can sign the contract, he gets attacked by Baron Corbin. I like this. Baron Corbin is incredibly desperate. He wants anything. He ca- he needs anything to uh, to get money. He, need- he needs a, a turn of favor. And he's going to force his way into a Universal title match if he has to. I like that. Corbin comes out, attacks Balor, and is going to go sign the contract. But oh no, here comes Wabadoo. It's John Cena. He's back again. Comes out, beats up Baron Corbin and says, no, no, you can't sign that contract. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then John Cena picks up the contract, grabs a big blue Sharpie and writes big letters Cena on the contract and then signs his name. I mean, that's not how contracts work. (laughs) No. That's just not how contracts work at all. Uh, But okay. Let let first off, let's just go off the basis that that is how contracts work. Whoever signs the contract gets the match. Let's just pretend that that's how it actually works. Cena's a dick. Uh, it's it's Finn Balor's title opportunity, not yours, buddy. It's just, may it's just I? A dick. May I have one? John Cena is an asshole. Yeah, that's always been a major complaint against his character. And now he's been gone. He's been part-time for like the last five years. And maybe something will change. He'll be on this little like, not retirement tour, but he's very clearly in the twilight of his career. He's not in the prime anymore or anything. Maybe things will be different. No, he's still in character, an asshole. This is the exact same thing that happened when Rey Mysterio won the WWE Championship and John Cena's like, hey, pal. How about you face me for that title later tonight? It just beats him for it. It's like, haha, it's mine. Oh my god. Like every time he comes back, I'm like, oh John Cena's back. Yay. And then I watch him. I was like, I remember why I hated this character for so long. It's the yeah. worst character. Yeah. Oh my and, god. And it's such a shift because he's there's some times where he's so like giving. To more of the roster like the u.s title open challenge was all about literally here's this person you haven't seen before and we're gonna have a great match and it was all about highlighting other people and putting other people over despite you know putting them over in defeat which you can totally do and a lot of times it worked it was very good and there's been times where you know he got to pick his opponent for SummerSlam. this is all in kayfabe by the way of course he got to pick his opponent for SummerSlam 2013 and he chose daniel bryan because that was the most popular guy and he wanted to spotlight the correct person and all that stuff all that stuff. There's times where John Cena cares about the little guy, and John Cena's looking out for it. He's trying to elevate everybody up in character, of course, in kayfabe. 
And then there's other times where it's just like, nah, I want a title shot. So I'm going to take it. And this is one of those times where you just go, but but he said yes to Finn's challenge. Why are you doing it? And also, there's there's that element of it, of seen as just a dick. And there's also the element of, is this really how you're going to build your match for Roman Reigns versus John Cena at SummerSlam through some convoluted contract signing? There's so much story for this of their feud in 2017, Cena's 17th world title win, Roman Reigns being on top of WWE for a year, Cena being away in Hollywood and coming back. There's so many layers to the story and you're going to build it off a contract signing and a technicality. Like that's just, what? It, yeah. A very, very strange choice for me. So it's weird because I I like the idea of about half of what happened here because yeah. obviously i we didn't want roman and finn balor at SummerSlam. we no. want roman and cena to be the match that's yes that's the match and so we've gotten to that destination and so i'm like okay that's good that's a mm-hmm. that's an up as someone else might mm-hmm. say you know yeah. but so much of how they got there was just like, why did you make these decisions? I get that it like it sets up Finn Balor as a challenger mm-hmm. after SummerSlam. That's good. But yeah. I don't particularly want to see Finn Balor face Baron Corbin again. That's a storyline that we've seen at least twice. So I don't need to see that. But... John Cena again is he's supposed to be this baby face and he's he's not I'm not going to cheer not. for John Cena in this in this match at all uh whatever yeah yeah and you get to later in the show where these idiot uh, authority figures are just like oh, it's fine with me <laughs> his name's not on the contract but who cares this is WWE he signed it yeah, in big block letters yeah God, so, signed it in big book letters, and then signed sign it, and then signed all over the words at the top, and not on the bit where you're supposed to sign it, which just means it's just going to be need to be reprinted. That's just a waste of paper, Mister Jonathan Cena. Goodness me, think about him, the environment. Him writing Cena in yeah. big block letters was just the f you at the end of all of this to me. Yeah, like totally. you're still just like the same guy that spray painted JBL is poopy. On his limo. Yes. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Oh, God. It's, it's dumb. And then there's the whole thing of like, that's just how contracts work at <laughs> all. But, you know, whatever. And he signed in a blue Sharpie. Like, you literally have to do whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, if Finn's going to be a, ch- a future challenger for Roman, cool. There's other ways to do this. So you don't have to have Cena steal Finn's opportunity. If Finn yeah. like willingly gave it up, maybe there's an argument for that. I still don't think that's a great idea, but maybe if Finn was just like, no, I'm going to willingly give up this shot because I want to see you dethroned. And for some reason, he wants John Cena to be at SummerSlam. I don't know. It's a dumb idea anyway, but at least yeah. that would have had the the emotional connection of Cena not stealing Finn's shot, which he it was quite literally such- did. No, it was the like least babyface thing I've seen John Cena do in like ten years, or at yeah. least since the Zack Ryder um, stuff. I was gonna say the embrace the hate was probably that. Yeah, but that was like nine years ago, so uh, we're getting close. It was, yeah. but like, yeah, it's just such not a babyface move. 
he was eager. He was like, oh, this this gets messed up. I'm taking that contract. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, it's... I'm going to fight off Baron Corbin. I got to help Finn. I got to help yeah. my friend. Oh, my God, the contract. Oh, mine, mine, mine. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. And then, as you mentioned, Paul Heyman went backstage and Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce were just like, <laughs> well, he signed it. So, <laughs> John Cena versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, hated it. Um, oh! God. Then we got a six-man tag of Big E, Nakamura, and Cesaro versus Apollo, Ziggler, and Rude. And then I wrote, oh, Cesaro's already there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Glad he's a big main event talent now. That that Mania win means so much. And I was like, oh, and all the heels are already there too. Oh, okay. Glad your Intercontinental Champion got a got an entrance. I don't... It's yeah, fine. whatever. No, the, it's... A, I was going to... I stopped myself. It's It's fine. It's fine. They spent WWE way now. too much time on entrances on this show to begin with. I don't, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need six entrances for this match. Crowd singing to Nakamura's theme is very good. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they just did spot, 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 finish. Uh, literally, as soon as the match started, there was a spine buster zigzag on the outside uh, to Big E, which is their tag team finish. Uh, and we went straight back in and did like, everyone does a move finish thing sequence. Uh, and then Cruz gets distracted by Boogs because that was in the script, I suppose. Boogs figured that was a good time to play the guitar. Um, big brawl, everyone does the moves, and then Nakamura gets the win with a Kinshasa on Apollo Cruz. Okay, champion gets pinned. It's WWE. I'm so beyond caring at this point, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, this is that to say. Yeah, we can we can shout into the void every week about this, but they're not going to change the way they do things. You know, but and hey, man, um, they're, hey, they're, they're not going to change what they're going to do. What you need to do is just turn your brain off and just enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nitpicking so much. Oh, I saw um, someone say that to Sean on Twitter. I saw yeah, Sean just being like, yeah. I can't believe they pin the champion again. And someone responded to him just being like, just enjoy it, man, for what it is. And Sean was like, shut up. I <laughs> just stop. Like, See, I don't even like. They tried to set up. Cesaro for the Intercontinental title yep. match last yep. week. Yep. And he wasn't the one that pinned Apollo. No. Why is Nakamura pinning Apollo? Maybe are they're they going to do a triple threat. Are they going to do a, a are they going to do a triple threat or uh, all these people in a six pack challenge? I don't know. Just make it make sense, know, please. Yeah. Please. Whatever. Goodness. Then we got a recap. The match. the match was fine. I got like yeah, an actual wrestling fine. match on this show. Yeah. When the baby is used the distraction finish, and then the, the, the weird baby face got the win. I don't know. I have no we idea. Got another recap. Five. That's a lot of uh, Edge and Rollins, and then Edge came out, cut to an ad break, come back from the ad break. Seth Rollins is in the ring, and I was like, "Hold up!" Because my my instinct was that they'd done a WWE, and they were just going to not reference the fact that Edge had come out before, and just be like, <laughs> "And now it's Seth Rollins." <laughs> Uh, but no, they actually had a, a reason for it. Rollins attacked Edge during the commercial break. Uh, and honestly, I kind of, I, I I dug it. I thought this was pretty cool. It was different. And they, they should just showed a replay of what happened during the uh, during the break. And Seth Rollins attacking him with a camera and stuff like that. Thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, I, I dug this little angle. Mm-hmm. And then Rollins threw to a recap. And I was like, God damn it. That was uh, number six for the show. Um, threw to a recap of their feud which, in case you missed it, we, we just had one of those. Uh, but this one was a recap of them from before Money in the Bank, in case you'd missed the story, basically. 
And then Rollins just says, if he can't be Universal Champion, or if I can't be Universal Champion, then neither can Edge. Is all right? Yeah. I thought this was a solid extension of the storyline that they're doing already. Like, solid progression. They're doing this one pretty by the books, but it's a book that works. So I didn't have any problem with this. The only thing about it to me, because I also was like, I was positive on the beating him up during the commercial thing because mm-hmm. yep. in theory it's it's real that could happen yeah but at the same time when i've been watching like i feel like entrances took up probably about a third of this show mm-hmm. you know the roman reigns entrance and the finn balor entrance together were like 10 minutes or something oh my like, god was, roman's entrance ridiculous. is so long look look i love like, roman i love him as a character love his entrance and all that stuff but it took so long Come it was on, like man. Undertaker levels of entrance length. Yeah. And we just had tons of these throughout the show. And I got to this point. I was like, show me something, please. Like, just show me something. And then when some, the, the important bit happens during the commercial mm. on this show, I was like, show me the thing. Yeah. Show me the thing as it's happening, not during a commercial. If it happened last week or on a different show, I would have been much more positive. But uh, this was just too much, too much this week. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, also, that might sound like a nitpick, and it is, but hey ho, it's fair. In the overall composition of the show, it makes sense. Uh, also, there was uh, we want Becky chance. Hey, fans, don't be dicks. Yeah, throwing that one out there. Just don't, just don't chant for someone's uh, significant other, regardless of gender or whoever it is. Just don't do that. Bit of a dick move. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's never, there it's never been good, has it? Nope, nope, never. You know? And it's not like the story is progressing in a way where Becky's going to return. It's not part right. of this, the, the Seth Edge story. If that was part of the story and they were building to a Becky return as part of this story, cool. But they're not, so don't be a dick. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, um, yeah. we then got a recap of the contract signing that we already saw. It's fine. Whatever. It's a lot of recaps. Okay. Uh, and then... Uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega were in the ring. We had the main event match of Bax and Belair, which we spoke about. Decent match. Turn happened. Cool. And then they showed after the turn from Sasha, they showed a replay of the turn that just happened. <laughs> does that count as a recap? <laughs> yeah, it does. Because <laughs> for me anyway, on this show, there was so much of that filler. There was so many recaps, so many yeah. replays. And the entrances took so long. All of it just felt like filler. Like there wasn't actually that much substance on this show. On a two-hour show, you could have fit everything that actually happened of actual meaning in like half the time. Yeah. It just felt like there was so much of just like, here's this recap of the story that you've already seen. Here's a replay from earlier in the night. Here's a replay of a thing that just happened. It was all just like, oh my god, there's so much of just filler. Like they don't yeah. like they don't have enough. And it was like the beatdown happened. She did the bank statement. Uh, Bianca was tapping and she was passed out. Sasha held up the title and it was like, okay, cool, let's end the show. Now let's show you a replay of that thing that just happened. And then Sasha's going to do the bank statement again. And it was like, why though? Like we just, we've already, it just felt like they, they'd done everything a bit prematurely and just been like, got another minute. You just do it again. Like They finished like three hours light or three hours, three minutes light. Yeah. You know, like the show went off the air early. So yeah. it definitely felt like this was a show where they were just filling for time a lot of the time. Yeah. 
And <laughs> you could put that time in the wrestling match. Yeah, totally. Just make the <laughs> matches longer. That Give been the six minutes. If that six man tag went like fifteen to twenty minutes, mm. and it's just six great workers having a fun match, that would be so much better. Yeah, man. Oh Lord. Yeah. Oh, well. But no, nah, seven recap packages and is what it is, and oh. five minute entrances and stuff. I will say, not to call out anyone in particular here, uh, but I'm just going to bring this up. Replays are nothing new. I know. And I've seen I, and I've seen a, a lot of things online of people being like, WWE pinning the champion, it's nothing new. That doesn't mean it's okay. That doesn't mean it's fine. That doesn't mean it's okay to do it. That doesn't mean it's good for the product. Sure, it's nothing new. But there are some shows where you just notice it more than more than normal. There's some shows where you just go, man, this this one thing is really annoying me this week. Minus one, minus one, minus one. And it's not always the same minus ones. No. That's the thing. You know the you know the phrase, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? This is, yeah. it's been broke forever, don't bother fixing it. <laughs> this is, it's been broke forever, please, for the love of God, fix it. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what we're, we're saying. trying to say. <laughs> for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. It, I've seen a lot of people say that about a lot of WWE sports. It's like, well, it's been that way forever. It's like, uh-huh. That's the Fix point. Them. That's what that's what we're saying. God. Um yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. But, but okay. Not the not okay. just have a, a conversation. Whoop, not that one. Just have a conversation with Herb here. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy to work uh to a minute. As someone who went through production school and has done broadcasts and everything, it's not easy, but that's the job. Mm. Do a better job. Yeah. Is the point. They did a bad job. Yeah. You you can block out a show better than this, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. If they if they realize they get to the main event and they go, ooh, we're a little bit tight, then you can tell the performance. They are professional wrestlers in the biggest wrestling company in the world. Tell them be like, you've got an extra three minutes. Yeah, and they can have three more minutes in their match. That's all you need to do to work through an exact minute. I don't think it is that hard, in all honesty. No, especially for something like wrestling, where you like if it's really hard to cut a broadcast in or around because you got mm-hmm. certain things you need to put in there. For something like this, where they're stretching, you have to yeah. fill time. You need more content. That's that's pretty easy when it's wrestling. Just get them to wrestle longer. You don't yeah. need to fill it with recaps and uh, and entrances and such. No, exactly. The rest um, is the name of the game. Overall, I think I'm going to go a little bit lower than what I did on my edited review. On my edited review, I gave it a high three out of five. I think I was a bit generous with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was a lot of stuff that didn't make sense. A lot of it was kind of like, eh, this is fine. A lot of it felt a little bit stagnant. There was some good stuff. I did like the the Sasha return. I thought was great, which kind yeah. of you know it, that was how they left the show, which was good. It's always good to have the final thing on the show be a very good thing. Um, I d- I don't mind the Reginald stuff. He probably shouldn't be getting as much screen time when Chad Gable gets less, but you know, whatever. That's just my personal feelings on Chad Gable being amazing. Um, I'll give it. A three out of five, rather than a high three out of five. There you go. What's the difference? It's hey, there is a difference. There's a difference. It's like uh, giving it a three point five, and I'm changing it to a three. I knew you right? were going to say that too. I was waiting for it. Yeah. I was like, it's not yeah. a high three out of five. 
it's just, it's a, just three. a three out of five. Hey, it's not a high three out of five. It's not a low three out of five. It's the three, three out, of five. out of five. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'd say anyway. I'll be honest. The only thing that I really like, really enjoyed on the show was the Sasha Banks stuff. Mm. Everything else was just kind of like either average or a waste of time. In my in my opinion, I thought they really kind of dropped the ball in the build to SummerSlam this week, where things things were trending in an interesting direction before, and I did not think that this was a very good follow up to a lot of a lot of that. The Sasha Banks stuff aside, and I like the the Seth Rollins thing for what it was. Like it was small, it wasn't super interesting, but it was it mm-hmm. was solid. I think I'm gonna go two out of five on this one. I didn't like this show very much. Not enough Roman. Yeah. Need more Roman content. <laughs> uh, I didn't take a screenshot of the poll uh, on the Vestop Podcast community tab uh, because I'm really organized. Uh, but just refreshing it now, uh, 52% of people voted for three out of five. 25% went one higher with four. 8% uh, for both five out of five and two out of five. And 6% did a one out of five. So definitely in that kind of three, three and a half range uh, seems yeah. to be the majority there. So let's get into uh, the rest of your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Maybe we might finish on time today. That's wild. Mm. Uh, Don 11 says, uh, following Cena logic, should I write my name on someone else's contract to get what I want? Surely if it's good enough for John Cena, surely it's good enough for everyone. Yeah, totally. You should, you should see if it works just in like in job offers, just barge into an office. And if someone signs a contract, just sign your own name. Be like, Hey, it's mine now. There you go. Yeah. Do exactly that. Wait outside of the biggest office at like Google. Get in there somehow and just like bust in, put them through a table and be like, my contract. Yeah, exactly. Also, just in 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 kayfabe, is there a reason why like next week someone couldn't hunt down the contract, scribble out Cena's name and write their own name in and sign it and then they'd have the universal title match? I don't see why not. Okay. Like you could just tear up the contract. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, we need a new contract. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Uh Sean Costello says uh Finn really was made to look weak this week, quietly sitting there and nodding during Roman's promo. Now he has the Corbin welcome package starting next week. What a waste. Uh yes to a degree. I I I, I kind of agree with you. I I didn't mind I, him nodding through Roman's promo because it was kind of just like him just being like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. I mean that was the vibe I got from it anyway. But yeah, the whole Corbin stuff I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I mean, I know that Baron Corbin is more interesting now than he's been basically ever in his mm. WWE run, but it's still that, oh, Finn, you're back from NXT? Here's your SummerSlam match, pal, Baron Corbin. Yeah. It's probably not going to be amazing, but... And I will say, I don't know if Baron Corbin's character has me interested to extend to his matches. I still don't know if I'm excited to watch Baron Corbin matches. Yep. That's the thing. That's that's the problem. That's yeah. my problem with Baron Corbin from the beginning until now. Is I don't want to see his matches. Yeah. Gate Crasher Forever says the whole contract signing made Finn look totally second rate and not on Cena's level. We even had the return of smiling Finn while the crowd chanted Cena. Also, Tempest, I know it's weeks away, but will you and Son all be doing live reactions for New Japan's G1? L I W for life. 
Uh, I don't know. I would presume probably not. I had a lot less work on my plate last year when we did that than I do now. Yeah. And that was a lot. We did like 15 of the 19 G1 shows. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed doing it. Make sure you go back and look at a lot of the live reactions and podcasts that we did last year. But, um, it's it's probably not looking great for live G1 coverage, unfortunately. No, probably not. I, I mean, to put it in context, I'm personally am really pushing that we do takeover live reactions for the takeover off something, takeover 36. Mm-hmm. I'm really pushing that we do live reactions for that, but I don't know if we're gonna. It's kind of a coin flip right now whether we're actually going to or not. So You're going to kill me SummerSlam weekend. You understand hey, man. that? I don't know if you're going to be involved in it, Tempest. Oh, L-I-W, friction, can we coexist? All right. Because <laughs> it might just be us back in the office by then. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Okay, so it's a British thing. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's not an L-I-W thing. It's just a racist thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. my fault. I was born here. <laughs> Uh, Vandalia1998 says, do you think Finn should care or will or will even care that Cena took his universal title match or will he just shrug his shoulders and fade away again? The latter. Finn yeah, won't care. Probably. He, he it might be a line. It might be a line in a promo. It might him just, just be like, hey man, I, it's a shame I didn't get my universal title match, but I'm going to take it out in Baron Corbin. That's about it. Yeah. Maybe we can get a Finn Balor, like, edgy tweener turn out of this that'd be nice he's still he's still kind of a smiling baby face but if he's like no my title match we'll beat up john cena before SummerSlam or something yeah I don't maybe, know. He's maybe. A, i'm just calling here he's main roster and and prinks uh nxt finn hybrid maybe yeah maybe maybe kevin may says i haven't watched smackdown in a long while i keep up with your show i managed an hour last night good god this was so boring cena is a tit and for me is spoiling the roman storyline I'll stick to WrestleTalk for recaps because I enjoy your work. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Also, big fan of the description of Cena as a tit. Yeah. Good. I love it. I agree with your message. Yeah. Uh, SMB says, uh, it's typical that the only continuities is Corbin being hit in the dick. Uh, But the rest of the show and the rest of uh, the storylines don't make any sense. WWE don't know how to book anything interesting at the moment. It's the most skippable show ever. Thoughts. I mean, Raw is the most skippable show ever. But sure. Um, yeah. I, a lot of the other storylines make a degree of sense. There's some kernel of sense in there, but it's just surrounded by a lot of other stuff that doesn't. Like the yeah. women stuff and Carmella and Zelina Vega being like, hey, we just have title shots. It's like, no, you don't. But yeah. Sure. And it's not even so much like the storylines to me. It's wins and losses not mattering. Mm-hmm. That's what makes things not make sense. It's like Carmella loses in the next week. He's like, oh, another title match. Oh, the Mysterios lose the title. Oh, another title, another title match. We're just going again. It's like, that's the part that doesn't make sense to me because things don't have consequences as opposed to like the storylines, like the angles and everything like that. For the most part, those could be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, Eternal Blue uh, says, uh, Tempest out here flexing his AEW shill money. There it is. 
Uh, not sure I don't review. AirPods didn't work, so he has to resort to Beats headphones, smallest violin. I pray for thee. Also, <laughs> cannot fathom a conservative state booing a poor man down on his luck. Unimaginable. Sarcasm. That's a good point. Thanks, Eternal Blue. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> Also, Tempest, I just want to throw out, if you do have AEW yeah. shill money, I'm more than happy to receive some of that and start shilling yeah. AEW a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. If you can hook me up, that would be amazing. Yeah, give it give it time. I might be able to to work on something like that. I, do, cool, I don't know who it was, but I love the the dude in the, the NXT review this week who <laughs> said some, something along the lines of like, uh, oh, Tempest, he loves when AEW has factions, but when NXT has a new faction, he doesn't like it which I said that I like the Ridge Holland thing, but I was also like, I have never reviewed AEW on this channel. Like I've done <laughs> yeah. maybe one podcast. I did the Blood and Guts yeah. podcast, but that's it. I've never talked about AEW, but are oh, you AEW show? How dare you? Yeah. Keep the checks and, coming. Yeah. And, and, and the guy that was just like, oh man, Tempest loves NXT so much. He's got, he's got <laughs> his head so far up NXT's ass. It's like, yeah. Have you watched any of the reviews, my dude? (laughs) Um, Oh, I love our fans. Last Fan Standing says, uh, Zelina Vega, I'm the fastest rising star. Also, Zelina Vega hasn't won a match since her return from her vacation. Vacation. Uh, Me, where the F was Tony Storm? Yes, this was my tweet during this segment. Tony should have came out and challenged Bianca, not Vega, LIW for life. She shouldn't if they were going to have the whole Sasha set up. I agree. Don't bring Tony in to just do nothing with her um yeah but if they're gonna i would like her to be on the shows more to start getting her wins and building her up because you know wins and losses matter uh have her start beating people and getting some wins in so that she can become a legit challenger for after SummerSlam. yeah sounds good go. yeah uh jesse venable says uh pete you've come so far it's been uh fun watching you go from screaming like a girl when ollie called and offer you uh a full-time position at rest talk that wasn't me uh, to being our reigning defending undisputed jam that champion it's fun watching people enjoy what they do for a living hashtag jam that jam thank you very much jesse venable and also seriously that wasn't me that was that, that was actually <laughs> my partner at the time who could hear the phone call and she screamed it wasn't me i know i'm i'm defending this way too much and i sound mega sus that it sounds like it was me but it was, actually wasn't me for once um I at the time my eyes went wide. I stood up and I ran into the kitchen. I didn't make a noise. I, I just ran into the kitchen because I was like, I don't know what to do. I have so much energy. I need to get the dock up before we go through these emails because I'm going to get yeah, myself distracted if I don't. If I don't do it now, I'm going to forget to do it entirely, uh, which is going to be terrible. Here's a, just a little admin bonus for everyone here. I know this is really exciting. Uh, for everyone here. And I'm also getting tagged in another thing, which is just the word. Cool. Great. Thank you. Um, Anyway, where were we? Emails. Let's do some things. Um, Thank you, everyone that sent in emails. You're the best on a wide variety of topics as well. Loving it. Thank you so much. Send in more emails to support at wrestletalk.com. It's the email address to send them to. Uh, We have, have one here from Nathan. Um, who uh, sent in stuff about fighting games before on a previous episode, and we spoke about these crazy Street Fighter moments and things that we remembered. So Nathan sends in another, says, uh, Hey, lads, still trying to play around with the format of these emails, but I'm back with some fun facts about fighting games and other things that come to mind um, while watching NXT. 
First off, did you know that Kenny Omega was in promotional material for Street Fighter V as a character called Cody? And this happened while they were feuding in New Japan. I didn't know that. I, I did not know that. No. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I know um, that like New Japan stuff appears in Tekken. You know, hmm. like you yeah, can yeah, yeah. you can dress up King as Okada, and I think you can unlock a Bullet Club shirt and stuff like that. But that's all I knew. It's very cool. Um, also, the match he was talking about, Tempest, was Infiltration versus PR Balrog from Evo 2013. And boy, did bring back memories of how much I hated Hakan, the oil guy in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, I'm going to assume you was talking about the Daigo parry, which was godlike. Yes, that is what I was talking about. They've they've linked the YouTube clip. I would play it, but there's there's no audio redeeming qualities of it it's you just hear a crowd screaming because a guy's going nuts and parrying like 17 million things in a row with a sliver of hp it's mm. the best um also uh they link a clip of the most disrespectful thing i think i've ever seen in in smash ultimate or any fighting game for that matter and it's a i i watched it earlier uh and again there's the i would play it but it's an audio podcast so it's just people going nuts but basically a guy's playing his minecraft steve in smash ultimate and then this spells out new. spells out an f in the the blocks that he's making and then kills his opponent it's mm. incredibly disrespectful but it's hilarious and everyone <laughs> loses their minds wombo yeah. combo yeah it's it's the best um and he says, lastly, do you uh, do any of you watch anime? And if, show, uh, and if so, what type of shows are you into? Hope you have a good day, lads. Nathan. Um, I don't really watch anime. There's a few anime I've got on my to-watch list, but God knows when I'm going to get around to it. Um, like, I really want to watch um, Full, uh, Full Metal Alchemist because uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I'd really enjoy it when I do start. Um, I watched the first season of Beastars, which was quite fun. Um but I've not seen season two, and I think that's out now. Uh, and I feel like I've seen some other stuff, but nothing's really come into mind too much. Yeah, I see it's difficult. I wouldn't consider myself like a big anime viewer. I like mm. anime for sure, but like I haven't watched a ton of it over the years. Yeah, but that doesn't stop me from watching it when I do want to watch it. Like over quarantine, I watched uh, I watched all of Death Note again, mm-hmm. like properly for the first time. I watched it when it was coming out on TV when I was like eleven, but it's different, you know, yeah. watching it as an adult. Uh, really enjoyed that. I watched Gurren Lagann uh, during quarantine. I enjoyed that. I haven't heard of that. And of course, before. it's quite good. It's about like mm. mechs. It's a mech anime, um, cool. and uh, yeah, and then just like a lot of like classics like naruto and dragon ball and stuff like that um i watched uh i watched uh yasuke just like a week or two ago just like a little mini series on netflix Mm -hmm. um all good stuff you know and there's obviously a bunch of things that i'm still waiting to get around to to watching but i also have like 50 other like actual shows on that list too so yeah i'm not discriminating or anything (laughs) i just don't have time totally yeah and it's like there's so much stuff i want to watch i don't know when i'm going to get time to watch anything but at some point maybe i will maybe sort of maybe hopefully maybe um but yeah thank you for the email nathan Uh, i've got one here from milton talking about the mcu and hot takes in the mcu so let's go chopper and tempest i'll give you a pass when it comes to age of ultron to me it's one of the lowest ranked mcu movies in my book dead last would be thor the dark world now, my mm-hmm. hot take is, with the Disney Plus shows ultimately setting up the multiverse, uh, do you think, it's not really a hot take, but do you think that, um, spoilers for Loki, I guess, 
Mm, don't know if I want to say this. I've not seen Loki, but I know the, the spoiler. I'll chat to you about this off-stream, Tempest, because just in case. Um, I'll say actually, no, I can I can I can say it without doing spoiler. Uh with uh, Disney Plus shows ultimately setting up the multiverse, do you think that new character that was introduced in Loki that might be a big bad, maybe sort of? Um, will be the new big bad, or do you think uh, they're a puppet for the eventual main villain? My thought is Galactus is the big bad, and kind of like Silver Surfer from the Fantastic Four 2007 movie, mm-hmm. this new character person uh, is scouting and pot- eventually preparing uh, the planet for his arrival. Thanks for your consideration, Milton. I think that's entirely possible. Mm. You know, if you need to go bigger than uh, than Thanos, then you go Galactus, <laughs> yeah. you know, would definitely uh, apply. Um, yeah. I think I think he's going to be the big bad for at least a while. We don't know when like yeah. the next Avengers movie is going to be mm-hmm. because Phase Four is just going to kind of be like everyone kind of gets their own movies, then they're going to do Fantastic Four and stuff like that and whatever. Yeah. I don't it's know when. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a while before we see like Avengers Five and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. I yeah. think that's a cool character to have as uh, as a big bad villain. He's going to mm-hmm. be in like a bunch of the movies at least. Yeah. You know, he's totally. been confirmed for at least I think a couple. So I yeah. think there's definitely and, a possibility. And I think he brings a completely different vibe to Thanos as well, which is great. Absolutely, it's not yeah. like oh, it's another big dude that's really strong. Like it's no, it's something completely different. So yeah, yeah, it'd be cool if he's big bad. Um. We've got another one here from while we're on the subject of MCU hot takes, we might as well go to Nishant, um, who says uh, MCU hot take. Oh, this is a hot one. Um, I'm assuming he means Captain Marvel because he said Miss Marvel, but Captain Marvel uh, is the 2015 Roman Reigns of the MCU. Uh, They're trying to push her too hard. And all of the big three. Captain America Thor and Tony Stark gave her the rub at the beginning of Endgame. Also, in her own movie, her defining character trait was just getting up after being knocked down. I have two problems with this. Firstly, it was just done in the Spider-Verse movie, and the Spider-People actually did it better. And secondly, she just gets up. Nothing else. They don't show her getting up and being pissed off that she failed, getting up and trying to attack the problem from another angle, or even getting back up, rolling her sleeves, and finishing the task this time. No, her character trait is just that she gets up. That's all for today. Sorry for the long rant. Lots of love and stay safe. Nishan. Well, I mean, Into the Spider-Verse did everything better. Yeah, that's like Into a, the Spider-Verse that's is like a, a top a two or three. Yeah, that's like a top two or three comic book movie of all time. So, yeah. Also, I didn't realize the time was super late. Um, <laughs> yeah, you but, started on the next email and I was like, yeah, hmm? yeah I, I wasn't <laughs> looking at the time. Um, I agree. Fine. That movie's not great. I, I think it's distinctly average. Uh, yeah. Captain Marvel. Hey, it, solid hey, middle of the pack, Marvel. It's, it's probably not made for me, and that's totally fine. But for me personally, it's very average. But that's okay. I wanted, I wanted to like it a lot, like when yeah. it came out, and then I've watched it more since, and I'm just like, yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah, very, very quick. Going to leave you on this hot take as well. I know, I, I know, this has much more significance outside of the actual quality of the movie itself. I think Black Panther is very average, very average as a movie. But obviously it has much more cultural significance and, you know, has a lot more impact on the wider world. But as a movie by itself, eh, it's fine. Killmonger's great. Everything else is... eh. Anyway, on that bombshell, uh, we're going to go now uh, because we need to actually go live. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Stay tuned for loads more content coming soon. Stay safe. Take care of each other. We love you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.